What is up, everyone, and welcome into AGC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And tonight on the show, presented to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda, Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But tonight, we will get into two players from around the NFL that could help out the Cowboys in two of the most concerning positions heading into the season. One of them, swing tackle, and another on special teams, a kicker, because tonight we will also get into the initial roster cuts, but spoiler alert, Lirim Hairulah, who was released by the team, that leaves only Brett Meyer in the team, on the team, and we are left wondering, is he the guy, or is the guy around the NFL just waiting to be picked up by the Dallas Cowboys? We'll get into that, but before we get into an outside player, just a quick note from today's practice in Frisco. How about Matt Willetsko being in full pads? Finally, he had this shoulder injury early in training camp out there in Oxnard. And at, 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 at a time, it didn't even feel like a fact that he would come back for the 2022 season because surgery will be required for Matt Willetsko, according to multiple reports. But he could decide to push it. And that's essentially what the team appears to have decided regarding the day three rookie for the Dallas Cowboys. And this is an important changeup. Plenty of projections of the Cowboys 53-man roster, pretty much, and including mine, by the way, from last week, pretty much assumed that, well, let's go, would not be ready to go. But he was out there in full pads. So maybe that's an important change up to consider when we talk about the Cowboys roster because by the way question for you guys in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat would you be comfortable or uncomfortable with well let's go as a swing tackle of the Dallas Cowboys in the 2022 season how would you feel about that the thing about well let's go is that you know and I've said this before that philosophy of it cannot be worse usually proves to be false in, in football. So I, I don't want to say that anything will be better than Josh Ball or anyone will be better than Josh Ball. But I'm just excited about a new player at swing tackle, right? Someone that's not named Josh Ball. However, however, we, we found out the hard way that a lot of the times it can end up being worse. So I would definitely say that I would feel uncomfortable from what I can see in the comments. That's your answer in general. 7-Eleven says I'm comfortable. Toxic Tom as well says, especially with a bad shoulder. And the truth is, we don't know much about Waletsko because sure, we're excited about him having a good camp in the spring, but there were no pads. And when we're talking offensive linemen, you have to have pads on before we get an idea of how you will actually look like on the playing field. So Craig says better than Vol. And listen, 
Maybe based on what we know from Josh Ball, we can assume that is the case. But is it fair to to really say that when we really don't know? Like we maybe that's optimism from our part, saying that he's better than Josh Ball. I get where Craig is coming from because that's exactly my point. But I would be pretty uncomfortable with Josh Ball as these teams swing tackle heading into the season. Nicholas says he's hardly practiced. And that's right. He's hardly practiced. His shoulder injury was early in camp. So with pads on, I, I wouldn't feel good about that situation. However, I'm excited about having him back this early. I wouldn't have imagined that he would be ready to go at this point. But let's see. Uh, Jessica Villarreal says uncomfortable. Gilbert says uncomfortable. I never heard of him, says Gilbert. We've been talking about him for a while, but you know, he is a day three draft pick and he got injured. So yeah, plenty of, uh, of Cowboys fans around the world have not heard about Well, let's go, to be honest. Toxic Tom says, Mo, it's sad that these are our current choices for swing tackle, which leads me, which leads me to the player that I would like to talk about. One particular offensive tackle that is seemingly in the trade block. A lot of people say that he isn't. Uh, there are some reporters saying that the Patriots do not want to trade offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn. However, Albert Breer from the Monday morning quarterback did report that the Patriots have been engaged in conversations about their 2018 first round draft pick. And not only that, he was talking with the guys and I'm trying to find the audio for you guys. He was talking to NBC Sports Boston when he said that the Patriots were actually starting these conversations. So here's a clip from Albert Breer that I want you to listen to. And we'll talk about Isaiah Wynn here in a few seconds. But here's what Albert Breer had to say. Well, in my understanding is the Patriots have brought his name up to other teams and not the other way around. I think it's going to get, be tough to find somebody who's willing to take a lump sum $10.4 million. There aren't a lot of teams that have that much room to, to play with right now. You know, and then, you know, what sort of capital are you giving up for a guy um, who you don't have signed past this year? So, so there you go, man. Uh, Albert Breer indicating that the Patriots are the team that's bringing the Isaiah Wynn conversation to other teams and not the other way around. So who is Isaiah Wynn? For those of you who have maybe not followed his career in the NFL, former 2018 first round pick, he would be an upgrade as what the Cowboys have right now on the roster. Keep in mind, he is set to be a starter right now in New England but he has a $10 million cap hit and the Patriots do want to open up some cap space. I would say that because of this hefty cap hit, he could be, you know, traded for only a day three draft pick, honestly. And he provides, and this is what I like about it. And by the way, my question from you, from you to you guys is, do you agree or disagree that the Cowboys should target offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn? Here's what I would like about this move. You're not only getting a swing tackle, which you desperately need, and it's more important that for most teams, when you have Tyron Smith in there, who has not played a full season in a long, long time, who is already dealing with something, even if there are no real concerns about his availability for week one, he's already 
dealing with something. And you, you get concerned about Tyler, uh, Tyron Smith's health status. But Isaiah Wynn provides depth at tackle, at offensive guard. And he's been asked to play on the left side and on the right side. So you, you get to a point in which you are not only getting depth for, for a case of, you know, an injury for any of your two starters, but what if Turin still doesn't work out? And, and I feel that we have overlooked that possibility. And I'm not saying this based on what we've seen from Turin still in training camp or even what we saw from him as a starter last year. I am just going by the fair uncertainty that accompanies an undrafted free agent that hasn't played a full season yet. I think it's just fair to say or to acknowledge the scenario in which Steele doesn't pay off as the Cowboys want him to pay off. Honestly, I would be all in for a trade for Isaiah win. I think you can get him for a day three draft pick, given his cap hit. Even if you get him for just one year, go for it. Because the Cowboys do not have a swing tackle right now. And as we discussed earlier on the show, it's not like you will feel better about having well, let's go in there because we don't know much about well, let's go. And neither do the Cowboys. This is not only about us feeling like we haven't heard enough about him on Cowboys Twitter. This is about the fact that, well, let's go, has not practiced a lot with pads on, pretty much not at all. So, yeah, I would be all in for Matt, well, let's go. There's a lot of noise around the veteran offensive tackle. I don't know if the Patriots will play hardball with him in the trades, but, you know, in the in the conversations because once more he is set to start for them on the right side he's been dealing with injuries though so you know there's that watch out Isaiah Wynn definitely not the perfect player he has been dealing with injuries he's had some uh problems with the negotiating side of things as well with the Patriots so he hasn't been around for all of the offseason but if you want him as a swing tackle go for it now, some of your comments in the chat. Some of your comments. Mo, you're reaching out of being desperate, says Gregory. But we are desperate about a Cowboy swing tackle situation. How could you not be? Agree, says Gilbert, but with a trade. Oh, yeah, you would need to get, you, you would need to trade for him. Now, the draft pick compensation, I believe, wouldn't be the, the problem with this Cowboys front office pulling the trigger on a move like this, it would be taking the salary dump of the New England Patriots and, you know, wasting $10 million in, in cap space for this season. Cap space that maybe they're not set to use this year, which sucks, but still something that we know is important to this Cowboys front office. Plus, the Cowboys do have the third most cap space among NFL teams this year. So don't, don't only remember the fact that they have over $20 million in cap space. Remember that that's the third highest number in the NFL, and they refuse to use it when they could. Jose Cristian says, Isaiah Wynn would be a good addition. Professor O says, Steel is a free agent after this year too. You would have to pay an offensive tackle either way. This gives you a guy who can play left tackle better than Steel, and probably, uh, I think that, 
better than Steele and probably can beat out Steele for right tackle. That's the kind of player that we're talking about, uh, that we are talking about here. I agree with Professor O. Now, just a quick note. Steele is a free agent after this year. And I think that a Cowboys should consider, if it works out, giving him a long-term extension as soon as possible if he works out. But one important note, he is a restricted free agent because he wasn't drafted, right? So the Cowboys can pretty much lock Terrence Steele up for another year if they wish to do so in 2023. So maybe a little bit of good news there for the Cowboys' long-term outlook at offensive line. Matt, uh, Mr. Frankie says, I say take him. We need him on either side. Let's see. After a fourth, offer a fourth, says Bruce, no higher than a third. I could live with that, honestly. You know, a third-round pick, you're, you're talking about important draft capital. And if your plan is not to get him as a starter on your offense right away, I can, I can see why you wouldn't pay a third round pick. So I would be okay with that. And I do think you can get Isaiah win for less than many would believe just because of the $10 million cap hit, because that's why the Patriots would be willing to trade him away potentially. I agree with professor. Oh, you probably could get this guy for a fifth. And I would gladly, gladly give out a fifth round pick to get a guy that can be, a way better swing tackle than whatever the Cowboys have going on right now on their 80-man roster. Plus, you can get a guy that can actually step in at right tackle if Terence Steele ends up failing. So you get some sort of insurance policy on your offensive line. And as Professor O said, you get a guy that maybe you can work with after 2022. Toxic Tom says, Mo, you are assuming that our front office can land him for a fifth. Yeah, I know. Dangerous game, Toxic Tom. But all kidding aside, I do think any NFL team could get him for something like that. And I don't think there will be this huge bidding war unless a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers that are desperate for some offensive line help, especially at the guard, could overpay for Isaiah Wynn. Like if I was, if this was ADC Sports Pittsburgh, which exists, by the way, and you can check it out on the website, uh, adcsports.com slash Pittsburgh, if you ever want to read up on the Steelers. If I was a Steelers fan, I would be pounding the table to pay even a, a fourth rounder or third rounder to go get him because they're desperate for some offensive line help. A fifth, let's get cooped with that to Samuel Rowe. King Element says, but man, Tyler has been looking like a beast. Oh yeah, he has. He has, but you probably want to let Tyler Smith do, this, do his thing at left guard. Because even that plan of kicking Tyler to the outside and then letting Connor McGovern play on the inside, it cannot be ideal, right? It might work out, but it cannot be ideal in the sense that McGovern didn't look good at all last year. So you would be banking on him getting better from one year to another, which could happen. But still, big question mark. And definitely wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Plus, 
Uh, you don't know how Tyler Smith will do on the outside at tackle. That might be the long-term plan, but rushing it could be complicated, even more so with the Cowboys letting him focus in at the tackle and letting him do his thing. King Element says, I would put Tyler at left tackle and put Farniak at left guard, honestly, if it came down to it. Uh, that reminds me, there was this tweet out by, by, I think it was Todd Arker, saying that McGovern took some snaps at center with the first team today. He said, first one didn't go well. The second one was perfect. Why has this not happened earlier? So I wonder if you if we could get some sort of shakeup across the offensive line late in the preseason, late in training camp, maybe something to keep an eye out on. McGovern taking snaps at center with the first team. That could be interesting. I don't know if that should worry us a little bit about how this team feels about Tyler Biadish, though. We'll see, man. This it, It's a concerning unit, offensive line. And even though the Cowboys for a while now have been far, far, far away from being what they were in 2016 with one of the best lines in the NFL or 2014 or, you know, those golden years up front for Dallas. In the past few years, they haven't been that. But even though that is the case, I don't think we have seen an offensive line with as many question marks as these years. Not great. And it does concern us. But we'll see how it goes. Moving on, uh, we have talked about Isaiah Wynn. There's another player that I would like from the outside to be picked up by the Cowboys maybe next week when the rest of the NFL also makes enough cuts to get down from 80 to 53. And I'm looking at a kicker here. The Cowboys, spoiler alert, we'll get into the cuts later, but they released Lurim Harulahu. That leaves only Brett Maher as a kicker in Dallas. And it's not an ideal situation to be in. We have gone over the numbers. Brett Maher was pretty inconsistent. Yeah, he fared better last year with the Saints, but that also happened over an 18-attempt sample. And that's not something that you will be confident about projecting towards next year. So what one team that I'm looking at directly is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a battle brewing at a kicker as well. But it's a very different kind of battle because they cannot decide between two promising and productive kickers. One of them is veteran Ryan Sukup, who is maybe it's too early to say, but I, I've asked around some people that follow the Buccaneers pretty closely. Shout out to Evan Winter from ADC Sports. And I asked him, who do you think ends up being the odd man out? He said, you know what? It's tough, but I'm kind of leaning towards maybe Borregales winning the 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 job because Ryan Sukup is fighting Jose Borregales for this one. So there's a battle going on in there. Ryan Sukup has gone over the last two years. He's gotten an 89% field goal rate from 40 to 49 yards. He's been 14 for 19. And he's been nailing deep kicks in practice for Tampa Bay. And that's maybe what's made his battle with Jose Borregales more, uh, closer than many would have expected it to be. Because Borregales is a second-year player in the NFL. He spent the 2021 season on the box practice squad. 
He was a perfect three for three for extra points versus Miami in the preseason. He nailed a 55 yarder to take the lead late in the fourth quarter. So one of these two will be out of Tampa Bay next week. Give me the loser of that battle. And, you know, maybe people will not be in love with the idea of bringing in somebody that lost his battle in his respective team. But Ryan would probably be better than Brett Meyer. And I would feel significantly better about where the Cowboys are at in such an important position. My question for me to you guys is right now, yes or no, is the Cowboys week one kicker already on the roster? Let me know what your take is on that. Do you think Brett Maher is the kicker of the Cowboys in week one, or do the Cowboys bring somebody from the outside and end up solving one of the biggest needs for Dallas. Let me know what your take is on this in the comments. While you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the new CX-5 Grand Touring. This one has an all-wheel drive feature. It's perfect for families as it's got third-row seating, adaptive cruise control taking care of you, Wi-Fi hotspot, which is an insane feature, sunroof and a miles per gallon capacity of 20 in the city that goes up to 26 in the highway make sure you check out the interiors of the cx5 grand touring on the website so you need to go to freemanmazda.net they have all these pictures for you to get the perfect idea of what the vehicle is like and enjoy their perfect service this has been a family-owned business for a long time so when you pick freeman mazda you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So make sure you check that out on freemanmazda.net and check out the ride of the week, the CX-5 Grand Touring. Let's see some of your comments. Is the Cowboys kicker for week one already on the roster? Let's see. Amanda Brown says no. Gregory says no. Toxic Tom says yes, they love Maher. Mark Andrews says no. Uh, John Jones, no, Gilbert, no. So a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence in the comments that the Cowboys will end up getting somebody else. Mickey Cox says, yeah, they're going to go with Maher. They always play it safe. Here's, here's what I struggle with because, because I've seen this before and, and Mickey, you know what? You might have a point. Toxic Tom might also have a point in the fact that they could quote unquote love Brett, but I don't know. I, I think about it, and what exactly is safe about going with Brett Meyer? Why, why is that scene as playing it safe for the Dallas Cowboys? Doesn't make sense to me. The guy failed with Dallas when he was here. He literally failed. One of the seasons, he didn't even make it to, to 70%. Right, and I've got the numbers right here. He kicked 81% in 2018, that went down 67% in 2019, and that year he went five for 13 in attempts over 40 yards. Five for 13. And 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 I've said this before. He kicked 89% last season as 7-11 is pointing out here. He, he kicked over 
80%. Actually, I was 89, so almost 90. But that was an 18-attempt season for Brett. He joined the Saints late in the year. I don't know how much you can put, how much weight you can put into 18 attempts. Because I need a, I need a bigger sample size, honestly. I need a bigger body of work for a position that has a lot to do with your long-term confidence. Because we've heard about this before, kicker is a confidence position. And there will be some hot streaks, there will be some cold streaks, which is pretty much the same reason why I don't get the obsession over Kai Forbath. As I've said before, the guy kicked 10 attempts for, for Dallas when he was with the Cowboys. So that works both ways, maybe for me. Uh, Darnell says, yes, he is. Nicholas also says, yes, uh, unfortunately. Six to Midnight says, Mo, you, you live in Mexico. You're surrounded by kickers in the soccer HQ. Can you give us a leg up on the competition? Please excuse the pun. <laughs> oh, Six to Midnight, I wish I could, man. Mr. Frankie says we should have kept Cooper. He would he would have taken a pay cut, says Mr. Frankie. So maybe some maybe some mixed answers from you guys in the comments. Gigi went with yep, he's already on the team. Who else gave us an answer? Samuel Rowan just said this is Maher Slander. Toxic Tom says, look at Mo with that due diligence. Always, always, uh, Toxic Tom. The thing is doing something with the with the due diligence. And that's maybe the Cowboys do their due diligence as they always tell us. It's another thing that they don't do anything with it. Yeah, man. I am leaning towards saying no. I am leaning towards be towards the Cowboys surprising us and actually getting somebody else for week one. I don't know how they would feel comfortable about Brett, honestly. I, I don't know how, how they can go into, into week one like that. Now, Professor O says, I have no plans to kick a field goal anyways. Just go for it, LOL. But man, even if the Cowboys had no kicker, I could see them not going for it and, and maybe just trying a random position player <laughs> to go out there and, and, and kick the field goal, right? I would be all for going for it all of the time. Sign me up. But then we'll get into that game-winning situation in which you do want to kick the field goal and then we'll suffer. And then we'll, we'll regret every single one of our analytics jokes. But anyways, uh, Lirim Hirulahu was not the only roster cut from the Cowboys this Tuesday. They also... Waved defensive back Quandre Mosley, linebacker Christian Sam, who was arriving from the USFL. So they pretty much go with a 500 batting average among their USFL pickups because Cavante Turpin definitely looking good after scoring those two touchdowns. Wide receiver Jaquari Robertson, undrafted free agent, and then tight end Jeremy Sprinkle has been designated to injured reserve. And as such, he cannot come back anymore during the season because he was added to injured reserve before the season starts. So that's what it uh, probably means. Anyways, the Cowboys are at 80-man 80 uh, roster right now. 81 if you count Isaac Alarcon, who doesn't count towards the player limit because of his roster exemption. 
which is applicable to the offseason roster and practice squad. However, not to the 53-man roster, as we have explained previously on primetime. These are the roster cuts. Not No surprises there, maybe. Keep in mind that this is not only about who are the worst players or who are the better players. This is also about having enough offensive linemen or having enough defensive linemen, linebackers, blah, 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 for game three of the preseason, which is this weekend versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Cowboys did say their plan is to their, their plan is to get their starters enough reps in padded practices this week and maybe stick to the plan of playing backups in the preseason. So it doesn't sound like we're going to see Dak Prescott in game three. It doesn't sound like we're going to see Zach Martin, uh, Tyron Smith, CD Lamp, all of those guys, Michael Parsons even though I bet they would like to be out there. Six to Midnight says, talking about Lirium here, he was a disgrace to the number nine. That is Romo's number. Where is the respect? You know, Six to Midnight, when the Cowboys gave number nine to Jalen Smith, right? When, when they gave Jalen Smith number nine, we talked about it on primetime. And my take was, it surprises me that they're going to give it to him. But Jalen Smith has a very solid reason to be number nine. You know, he shared his story about his former teammate when he was with the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame. It meant something. And I was okay with not retiring number nine, because even though the Cowboys did not retire numbers, in practice, they kind of do for some of them. I... I I was okay with, you know, Jalen getting number nine. But I, I will say, I will admit that it did seem a little bit disrespectful to, to give Lirium Hyrulaku number nine. Like, that was kind of weird. But it happens when you get so many cornerbacks and so many players in the single-digit area in which you get Kelvin Joseph was uh, is number one. You have Jordan Lewis wearing number two, Anthony Brown with number three. So maybe it made sense because of that. But yeah, I was a little bit, I, I did raise an eyebrow when I saw that Hyrulahu was wearing number nine. It did feel weird. <laughs> Betsy says, really strenuous practice tonight. Tolbert had numerous catches. Resting Tyler Smith, guess 100 snaps, earns it. Yeah, Tyler Smith didn't practice today. And people have been saying that Jalen Tolbert had a strong practice. Let's see. <laughs> let's see what's going on in the youtube chat did i miss something though i probably did though uh let's see some of your comments uh we've got holly saying tony romo didn't do anything to warrant a number retirement and i, and I will agree with that I, i'm not saying that romo's number should be retired i'm just saying it was weird for them to give it to Lirim harulahu they better give Turpin number 23, says Professor O. Is that a tribute to Devin Hester, Professor O? Turpin in 23 is a no-brainer, says King Element. Sign me up for that. Jaybird says, hey, Mo, would you be comfortable drafting a kicker mid-draft next year? Yeah, I would be. I think starting in the fifth round, I'm comfortable drafting a kicker. It better pay off, though, but yeah, I would be. And I actually talked about this during 
draft season in April about how the Cowboys probably could have done it. And I think the front office actually admitted to being close to doing so in after the draft. Samuel Rose says, the only time I used thick in reference to football players is when Cardi B and, and Megan Thee Stallion did a Chargers promo. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, sometimes you start reading some of these comments and you don't know where they will take you. <laughs> I guess I blocked Jalen Smith from my memory since 6 to midnight. Do you remember? I remember it perfectly when they, when they released him. And we were like, oh, snap. That was probably one of the most watched primetime shows ever. <laughs> Anyways, do me a favor. Hit the like button and share the stream. Before we get out of here, we do have the one cool thing segment of the week. So if you're new here, if you're new to primetime, we're live every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. And every Tuesday, we have the one cool thing segment of the week. And this is where you get to share and I get to share Anything that's your one cool thing of the week, it can be something personal, professional, sports-related, non-sports-related. Let me know. We haven't done this in about two weeks now. What's your one cool thing of the week? Let me know in the comments. I will tell you mine. There's this big sports event in my hometown this weekend on Thursday, actually. Thursday night. We've got a World Cup qualifying game for basketball. So that's the Federal International Basketball uh, Association. And I'm excited about it because representing Mexico's national team will get NBA player Juan Toscano Anderson, champion with the Golden State Warriors, currently an L.A. Laker. So I'm excited about him being here tomorrow. There will be a press conference your primetime host will likely be there as a translator if it is needed. So, yeah, I'm excited about that because that's a big event for my hometown. And who doesn't like to watch high-quality basketball like that? By the way, by the way, I don't, I'm not trying to brag here, but Mexico did beat the United States about two months ago in July. I'm just saying... We beat y'all. You know, you know, it's all love. But let me brag about my national team. Let's see your one cool thing of the week. Professor O says, I got a new office at work. That's like 2.5 times the size of my old one. Hey, shout out to Professor O. Big round of applause. Uh, he definitely probably earned it. We don't know if he earned it. We don't know if he, you know, kind of procrastinates watching Cowboys videos all day at work. One could theorize that he does, but we will assume that he earned it. So, so congratulations to Professor O. 7-Eleven says it's not 100 degrees all week. Let's see. My girlfriend, Maricela, is staying the night tonight. Shout out to Stephen White. Rented a boat with a bunch of friends and will be on vacation from Friday to Sunday. Just toxic, Tom. You won't watch the Cowboys game, Toxic Tom. Oh, I'm kidding. Uh, shout out to Toxic Tom. Let's see. I just found out to 6 to midnight. This is a big one. I just found out I'm going to have a little Cowboy fan in nine months. There you go, 6 to midnight. Let's see. My Dodgers are number one in the league. This is Gregory. 
GG says, seeing Dax pass to D, that's improvement and the best thing that I've seen all week. That's definitely valid. Just got tuned into twos yesterday, says Mickey Cox. There you go. Am I missing? Missing okay, one cool thing here. Bruce says, my daughter's birthday and NFL kickoff are both almost here. You know, my mom actually turns, uh, yeah, she has her birthday near the kickoff every single year because she her birthday is the 10th of september so i know that feeling let's see betsy paid off her car today six years over and done oh man maybe i'm going to miss hey you guys brought it tonight i'm going to add a one cool thing you guys are killing it in the chat we got a lot of one cool things tonight and i love that recently made a really good salmon dealer it's pretty cool says jay bird there you go Hey man, and we got and we got some big ones as well. Amanda Brown, almost done with my medical assistant course, and I am killing it with a 95. There you go, Amanda. There you go. All right. Maybe I missed some one cool things. I'm sorry if I did. I'm sorry if I did, but we do this every week. So make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more of this. Thank you for tuning in to Prime Time. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. Every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. That's how the algorithm works. Not an expert about it, but it does work that way. So if you enjoyed this Cowboys show, do me a favor and take one second to hit that button. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, as we do every Sunday through Thursday night. And we will talk some Cowboys football. Thank you guys for tuning in, getting closer and closer to the regular season right now the comments are pretty wholesome in the youtube chat and the facebook chat that's why we invented this segment anyways <laughs> see you guys tomorrow have a great tuesday night no better cold soul episodes now uh tuesday was the day that i watched it with my dad not anymore because we don't have better cold soul anymore so that's 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 an uncool thing maybe Sorry to end it in a sad note. There you go. Bye-bye. <laughs>